You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. If a group text gets read and no one reacts, did it happen? By Angela Watercutter. I often worry I'm an underreactor. It's not that things don't affect me or that I'm needlessly stoic. Born and bred Midwesterners like me tend to be level-headed, or at least as even-keeled as one can be in 2018. This is a purely performative kind of reaction I'm talking about. I don't add that angry face to Facebook posts from old high school classmates, don't heart nearly as many tweets as maybe I should. I probably don't even double tap enough sunset posts on Instagram. I am, at heart, a chronic unenthusiast. And I'm vastly outnumbered by the tap happy hordes. Somehow in the last few years, it became necessary to respond to everything. This manifests itself in obvious ways, like commenting on Facebook posts or at replying on Twitter, but also in the far more mundane ones like Facebook emoji. And the request for this input is constant. Every Instagram post, every snap, they all peer out from our phones like those twins in The Shining saying, come play with us. To reject them, to not interact feels rude dismissive. Liking things, boosting them is now part of the social contract, and fear of breaking that pact has now become a burden. Larry Rosen, a research psychologist at California State University, Dominguez Hills, is well aware of this pressure. He studies the phone usage of young adults, mostly early 20-somethings, and analyzes their appetites for interaction. The way he sees it, most of us, by virtue of using social media platforms, have submitted to their implicit obligations. We have created this social responsibility, he says, and now we feel beholden to it. We ourselves know the dopamine drip that comes from getting a stream of likes, hearts, and LOLs, so we feel compelled to return that drip in kind to our friends and our quote-unquote friends. But that compulsion to respond is carrying over into other mediums. Ever since Apple introduced reactions on iMessage in 2016, they've become increasingly commonplace in group text threads, even when they're completely superfluous. I was in a movie once, and I felt my pocket vibrate so frequently, I was sure President Trump had been impeached or Beyonce had dropped an album. Neither were true. It was just a series of texts being ha-ha'd or exclamation pointed or hearted by everyone else in the conversation, with each micro-response triggering an alert. 
Sure, I may need to lock down my notifications, but this feels suspiciously like the essence of diminishing returns. It's impossible to feel the love when it's clear someone is just acting out of social obligation. People think they're communicating, and they're really not. Rosen says communication is complex. It takes facial expressions. It takes body language. It can't be done through emojis and text. This perhaps is taking it too seriously. Reactions on text threads and social media aren't that different from smiling or nodding while someone is talking. They are niceties that express that we're listening, signal interest, and keep the conversation going," says Paul Dowrish, Chancellor's Professor of Informatics at UC Irvine. Remember when we used to send goodnight Twitter messages? No one says goodbye anymore. It's presumed the conversation will just pause and resume ad infinitum. It's okay for conversations to end, people. Launching yet another string of reactions or adding double exclamation points to someone's party invite and a text thread when you've already said you're coming just turns into the world's worst game of hang up. No, you hang up. Let me be clear. I'm not advocating that we stop reacting to all social interactions. What I want is for those reactions to mean something. Be scrupulous in your signs of affirmation, and people will know you mean it. Nothing means less than getting an Instagram double tap from someone who you know likes everything they see. So don't be that person. Tap with purpose, friends. Otherwise, we're just marching a million wow emojis off a cliff into meaninglessness. We're also, it should be said, stressing ourselves out. According to Rosen, the constant stream of phone notifications triggers all kinds of emotions. They make us think we must engage. The only way to calm that feeling is to respond, and emojis and other reactions are the quickest way to do that. But they can also lead to burnout. Part of what we're all feeling is overwhelmed and burdened by this social responsibility. Rosen says, by this seeming social contract that we've signed. Maybe it's time we tore that contract up. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts.